there's something rather intriguing, even engaging, about the Apostle Thomas. We don't hear much about him in the Gospel narratives, but we remember that he was the one who asked Jesus, how can we follow you if we do not know the way? And I'm thinking, that's my question too. Maybe it's yours. And maybe we ask that question more than once in our lifetime. If you, Jesus, would just show me where you're going and what you're up to, it would be so much simpler. And now, another incident involving Thomas resonates with us. The story of the other apostles sounds too good to be true. And I'm with Thomas. I want to see for myself. John writes his gospel, we know, quite some time after the events of the resurrection. And so he depicts Thomas as sort of personifying the second generation of Christians, the believers who would not have been alive at the time of the resurrection and the story surrounding that incredible event, and who are now being asked to believe on the word of others, what is often referred to as the oral tradition of handing on faith in the early fledgling communities that followed the risen Christ. So just as John's church was being asked to believe based on the witness of others, so are we removed, of course, many, many, many generations. And so we remember that incredible story in the Gospel of last Sunday. There was an empty tomb. There was reports from uh, of reports of strange appearances uh, by some women, and we wondered, this is not easy to, to receive, to accept this. I mean, even if we had been there, we would have been rather incredulous, I would think, facing the possibility that our friend and teacher was, well, was missing. We would protest, as we do so often when others tell us strange things. I can't believe that this has happened. I can't believe it. So Thomas and us, perhaps our, our companions, and his doubt is understandable. We might judge him, but Jesus does not. I wonder if Thomas ever thought that he would be memorialized by the phrase, a doubting Thomas. Jesus doesn't judge him. In that amazing, hospitable gesture for which Jesus, of course, had been known throughout his life, he invites Thomas to touch him. The Greek verb there that Jesus uses, come put your hand here, is a word that means probe. Use your hand to probe, to fall into this moment 
And so Jesus' invitation to Thomas is to fall into the experience of my death, that you might fall into the experience of my life. It's a wonderful nuance, I think, that, that takes us a little bit deeper into the experience and just to touch. And Thomas's response, my Lord and my God, was not just an act of faith in, in Jesus, but an act of faith in the resurrected presence of the Christ. My Lord and my God is the kernel of Christian faith to this day. Have you noticed how much you have missed touching people during this past year, reaching out, probing, as it were, how they're doing, but doing it with that sort of gesture of physical contact. And you recall, as I do in the early days and even um, in the weeks, how automatic it was to reach out to someone, to touch them or to, to hug them, and then having to draw back and, oops, there's something in our DNA, there's something in our desire to touch another that makes a relationship real. In fact, it, it sort of makes the person real. It, it's like saying, you're alive. I see you. I can touch you. I think it's a pretty small step to saying, I believe you. The gospel is full of stories of Jesus who touched other people, often ones that social and religious conventions said that he wasn't supposed to touch. The sinner, the paralyzed, the woman with the hemorrhage, the man with leprosy, the sick child, the outsiders, and he probed their life. He probed into their heart because God sees differently than we see. And so Jesus, in those acts of touching others, was a sign of the divine presence. One of the gospel writers said he felt power going out of him. The spirit of power going out of him. He was saying that God is present in the sickness and the brokenness of those who crowded around him so often. And now the risen Christ is present in the fear and the doubt of the apostles in the locked room. And Thomas becomes the vehicle of a revelation of this deep divine presence. In all of this, the risen Christ is present in the communal life of the believers. All of the post-resurrection stories are about some gathering, some group, some communal assembly. They gathered for the breaking of the bread, Luke tells us in the Acts of the Apostles, for the shaping of an understanding that we know as Eucharistic presence, present in their acts of compassion and support for each other so that no one, no one would be in need. 
all of those presences, revelations of the risen Christ, happen within community. So maybe that's partly why we found it so difficult not to be able to, to touch others. And even now find it still true. Just think of the omission in the liturgy, like at the rite of exchange of peace. It's just not the human conduct, but the sense that in, in doing that, there was an exchange of spiritual energy, that a wave or a bow just didn't do it, just didn't carry the same kind of spiritual energy. But still we are called, like the early church, to believe, to believe in the witness of ourselves that's now in abeyance for a while and in the witness of others. So we give to each other still the signs and the wonders of the risen Christ in our midst and in our world. And then Jesus tells the disciples, the apostles who are in the locked room to go out and to bring peace to others, to bring right relationships to the world, to forgive sins, to heal all the brokenness, not only in themselves, but in others. And that's left to be our task as well, to be faithful, setting aside any doubt that the risen Christ is indeed within our midst, within our whole being, that the risen Christ has probed us. And John finishes by saying, that there were other signs, many other signs and wonders that Jesus did, but they're not recorded in this book. Where are they then? Where are they recorded? Might I suggest that we are the book of the signs and the wonders of the risen Christ. <laughs>